Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, alongside Garrett Jacobs-Meyer and Joey Nagel. Hello. This is bad. It is, this is, it's brutal. It's unwatchable. It's, they're 6-14. And, and I think we, there's no chance that they're making the playoffs at this point. Like, that's out the window. Yes, that is. You know I think the not team out understands the that. I think we understand that. Getting the number one pick. Kumar Rocker, let's do it. I we were joking that the Red Sox were tanking, and now it seems like they're actually tanking. Like it's impressive how bad they are. Did you call me? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. What are you um, talking with? <laughs> my accent's so bad, bro. <laughs> Take two. They're they've lost five in a row. They've gone on three four more game losing streaks just 20 games into the season they have have one do we have one series win maybe probably i don't know uh i don't think who we we definitely won a series we won a three-game series against so not not the rays where we just got swept um blue jays blue jays yeah yeah blue jays we won two out of three Nice. That's right. We go from winning two out of three to the Blue Jays and looking, okay, maybe we can turn this around to getting swept by the Rays brutally. Do you know how many runs the Red Sox have given up in the past five games? 52. Are you going to tell me? 52 (laughs) runs in the past five games. Hey, if they were a football team, that would be elite defense. Just saying. What if they 52 points in five games? I think the, the Patriots allowed less than that last season through the first five games. <laughs> you're right. You're right. They definitely did have a five-game stretch where they didn't. So here are your stats. Since Monday, the Red Sox have a 9.20 ERA, allowing 10.4 runs per game on average. They've allowed 52 runs, 45 earned, with 73 hits and 26 walks in 44 innings. That's a 225 whip, which is the worst in the MLB over that span. These uh these predictions we did a couple weeks ago are really those were a whip. Those are out. we all said that they were gonna be second place in the division. <laughs> did we all say that? I remember it was yeah. between second and yeah. third. Second place second? And making the playoffs. <laughs> Wonderful. Good job, guys. Really? really our analysis is superb. I predicted JD to be like the best player on the team and lead the league right. in home runs. You also, know what? I've... People gotta stop listening to this. We're just <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Bro, I have a I have an issue with like after they lost, I think one of the Rays games, like so many players on the Red Sox went on social media just with the weirdest posts. Um uh, Austin Bryce had posted like this weird meme. I was confused. Did any of you see that? I and saw then JD, that. JD JD posted a picture of him kissing his bat saying like I need some hits. And yeah. It was just wow, we're desperate. really that desperate. Yeah. Yeah, Austin Bryce posted this. Bro. Yeah, what the and then, <laughs> that was right after he allowed like five runs in a third of an inning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Woo-hoo. yeah. Like, when was the last time we allowed less than eight runs in a game? Uh, I don't remember. Sunday, August 9th, which was exactly a week ago. Exactly a week ago from tomorrow. Um, <sighs> nice. That was also the last time we won. But. So what you're saying is when we don't give up seven runs, we win. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, even we're scoring. Like, we're scoring runs. We scored seven runs, five runs, eight runs. Don't count, don't count the game uh, that we were down 17 to whatever. And, like, the final inning, they scored, yeah. like, four. But still, like, it's oh. not like we're getting shut out or – like, we're still scoring runs. The pitching is we're just brutal. Stupid. We're scoring runs off of, like, garbage time pitchers. Like, exactly. It's the yeah. back end of the bullpen. That's the only action they see that week. So, does it count? I don't know. I I'm a, I think we got to get, get these young guys going because, I mean, the, the one we just got sucked. The guy oh, we called up sucked. <laughs> But also, why we just keep the Red Sox? When's the last time they like took a young guy and actually like really tried to develop them? I feel like they just kind of call them up, send them out. They suck, then get DFA'd or traded. That's a good point that I want to make. Is when you look at rebuilding teams that are just like tanking, like the Marlins were and the Orioles, 
if you look at their teams, it's for the most part young players who are getting called up and kind of in their rookie seasons. So that's why I was saying get Tanner Hoke up here. Get Darwin and Hernandez back. Get Kyle Hart up. Kyle Hart didn't do great, but keep him in the rotation. They, I feel like they have the trend of just there. sending these guys out. They take them up like guys like Kyle Hart. They'll just DFA them or get rid of them in some way, like right after, or just attach them to some stupid trade package that's just like a plus one. Like yeah. they only give them one shot so much. I, I would like to see these guys like incorporate a little bit because we have nothing to lose at this point. Right. If we're not going to win, I'd rather watch a prospect rather than like some 29 year old bullpen guy who's yeah 70 pitches like colton brewer pitched 70 pitches last last game he's a short reliever who his highest was like 50 which probably was with us too because we just stretch our relief pitchers forever because we have no one else yeah mm-hmm. i actually kind of like phillips valdez he's been really good but like renicky's throwing him out there for like 40 50 pitches a night you're gonna destroy the kid he's doing that with everybody every single yeah, i know he is He's also not allowing lefties to hit against lefties. Like that is like the golden rule. It cannot that be drives broken. me insane. I can't yeah. stand it. He's Mitch Moreland is like the best player on this team. And just because there's a left-hander on the mound, he sits him just because he's left-handed. That makes no sense. Like get over your matchups and start the best players that are on your team. Like, Mitch Moreland is by far the best offensive player right now for the Red Sox. He's up there in like the lead leagues, the league leaders in homers, and he's played like half the games. This is this is why we need. There's too many nerds in baseball because you just need some common sense of playing well. Play the guy. That's, I wouldn't call Ron Renicki a nerd. I feel like he's. No, I, I guess. He's just, let's stop. Let's stop overthinking your like tiny little minutes lefty against lefty, righty against yeah. righty bull crap, and just play the guys that deserve to play. You play who's hot. That's what you got to do. Yeah. At least Andrew Benatendi isn't leaning off anymore because he's injured. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a tough way to get injured, Benny. I, uh, yeah. Say. In case yeah. you missed it, Andrew Benatendi was rounding second base to go to third and his full-on face planted into the ground um, and then was tagged out and strained a rib on that. So that sums well, up the 2020 season right there. Yeah. Well, it's not as bad as Peraza. He comes in to pitch the ninth inning and gets hit by a comebacker and has to leave the game. That game was like full on nightmare. Like I watched it because it was just it was laughable. At it was the end. so like, bad seeing, you couldn't turn it off. Yeah, seeing Zhu Wei Lin's like 150 pound self catching in a major league game. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's let's recap this game. So. First off, the Red Sox pitching gives up 17 runs on 19 hits. That's two touchdowns and a field goal. So then you have Rafael Devers, who makes three errors in the field. Not one, not two, but three errors, which are all terrible errors. And then there's a drone delay, because of course. And then you're down by so much that you have to put in your infielder, Jose Peraza, to pitch. And he comes out with like this sidearm, like slide the foot back kind of motion that is just bananas. Then he gets hit with a comebacker because, of course, he does. He has to come out of the game. So you put in your backup catcher who was starting that game to go on the mound, and now you don't have a catcher. So you bring out your starting catcher, of course, who had the day off, not to catch, but to play second base. And then you put in, like you said, 150 pound Zue Lin, an infield utility guy, to catch behind the plate. It was a wild scene. Yep. He actually is the emergency Wonderful. catcher, though. He is, which is doesn't odd. make sense. It's always <laughs> baffled me. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess he's got a cannon. I don't know. Let's check. Wait, let me look at the box. I mean, he can catch a ball. He didn't drop any. So, that's Jose Peraza and Kevin Plawecki. Peraza allowed one run. Plawecki allowed none. And I think they're both better than everyone else we have on the pitching staff. Just from the that. Plowster. So, yeah, the Red Sox are just straight-up unwatchable. It's embarrassing. Like, we came into yesterday, like, after that brutal sweep from the, the Rays in that 17-8 to eight loss, then we had to face Garrett Cole, the second-best pitcher in the American League. And yep. that, was a, uh, that was a great, great way to really nice. get our yeah. spirits back up. And Yeah, yeah he went on a nice seven innings, allowing one run and striking out eight. 
Yeah, but the one run was an absolute moonshot. Probably a fly out in Fenway, but yeah. we won't talk about that. Fun fact for you, here's a stat. The Red Sox have hit 24 homers this season. 17 of those 24 have been solo shots. That's <laughs> 71%. The league average is 57%. So, That's I think, a little unlucky right there. <laughs> I see people commenting, why are the Red Sox so bad? How did we get to this point? And I think it's a culmination of three things. One, this pitching staff is just abysmal. It's like the worst possible pitching staff. I don't really know how we, we went into this season thinking that we had any shot with this staff. Like we, I'll get to that in a second, but we don't even know who's pitching for us on any given day. Um, so that's one thing is the pitching staff just is not major league talent. The second thing is we're, we've just been unlucky. Like I said, with the homers um, and then the Jose Peraza comebacker and Overall, we've just been so unlucky. So that's another thing. Third thing is I think that with Boston, the fans played a huge role. Players fed off that energy that the fans provided in the stadium, good or bad, whether it's Fenway Park or Yankee Stadium, they fed off that energy. So not having those fans, not having any kind of external energy like that to, to pull from is, I think, really hurting the players are not as motivated. And part of that lack of motivation is also because the pitching staff is so bad, the offense like, is just demoralizing as an offense to see your pitchers going out there and just giving up moonshots after moonshots and just giving up like 17 runs. How do you expect to come out the next day and win when your pitching staff just gave up 17 runs and now you have to face Garrett Cole? Like there's just no motivation there. Like I said, is demoralizing. Bogart said that how, how are you supposed like, I forget his exact quote, but he said, when you have to score seven, eight, nine runs to win, it's tough. And he said yesterday, they're just not having fun. They need to find ways to have fun. And watching the team play, that is completely right. They are not having fun. They all look like they hate being there. J.D. Martinez looks absolutely miserable. It's bad. It is really bad. I don't think the players are all that convinced that the, uh, the front office or anyone in higher who has higher power is very convinced about winning the season either. So they just kind of have the idea of, you know, our, our bosses aren't really into, into winning all that much this year. They kind of see it as gap year, and they don't have the – you know, fans to pick them up. They don't, they aren't able to go out there and be like, well, at least I have these guys to play for. And then look at, you know, the the guys sitting in the, on the third baseline. They don't have any of that. So it's kind of just like, what, what are we even doing? We just trot out just so we can get, get paid, I guess, or just so we can make it to next season. Exactly. Uh, just like a job, just show up, get paid when it's not yeah. fun. Um, I'd rather also, watch a team of prospects play because at least right. that shows promise. But this team, act, exactly. like, there's nothing to look forward to because most of these guys are going to be gone next year. Yeah. I'm a lot of them will be gone saying. at the deadline. Like, I, I'm starting to think – like, Workman is gone. He's gone at the deadline. JD, yeah. possibly. We'll get to that it too. Sucks. But yeah. you're right. Like, none of these guys are exciting. You, like, none of them – like, it's the same thing. They come out, they throw like 89 to 90 mile per hour fastballs. They have no stuff and they just get shelled. And I think part of what we were saying too is with Ron Renicky as the manager, there's absolutely no motivation or energy there. Like we were saying last episode, he like his quote after last night's loss to the Yankees was he was talking about, they need to clean up the mental mistakes and said, I don't know that that's necessarily the issue. I don't know. Things just aren't going well. Like, obviously. Give me Bobby V. He's, he's, he's like, you know, like, he's like a, like the skeleton you have in like a, a biology class. Like, that's what he reminds me of. He's just there. He's in, yeah, he's, there's no it's substance very disappointing. There. It's, um, I had the same issue with, uh, and gosh, I have this on my mind because I just got the notification, but I have the exact same issue with Tuka Rask and his <laughs> press conferences recently. Um, probably before I, ra- I get really angry about that towards the end of the podcast, but neither of these guys have any fire at all. It's like, you know, we, we have the whole Corona issue where you come in and it's kind of like a weird season. No, it seems like Boston sports in, in its entirety is lacking like that guy who's like, yeah, we're going to rip some head offs and win some games. Like one of you guys, Renicky, give a little bit of life to your team. And I know you suck and I know it's hard but just give it a shot. Maybe don't just like roll over and be like, yeah, well, we did our best. You know, it didn't go our way. We'll get him next time. Like, come on, man. That's basically like, you're basically quoting in this, like all he's saying. Very, it's really disappointing. And I, I also, I'm really still mad at um, Devers and how he hasn't figured out the error thing. The guy has, is a stud on offense. He's the future. 
but the guy can't figure out the the let's defend well too and he has his plays once in a while which give me a little bit of hope but it's it's unacceptable honestly and it has been his whole career and up until this point when he's getting older and he's gonna have to just accept that that's that's a huge problem but yeah i thought we were past all his errors and stuff like last season he was starting to look a lot better the stats were kind of backing him up then he comes in this year and it's right back to like that that constant you don't know where the ball is going when he throws it kind of thing and it's concerning but i don't like it's concerning but i'm not all that concerned because i think it's more that he's just really in his head right now he's not doing great on offense it's a really tough season there are no fans and i think he's just stuck in his head and he's kind of like hyping himself out or whatever i think it's also a big spot for him he's expected to be one of the best players on the team so that's kind of part of it where when you when you have these expectations you start to not live up to them you almost don't have the mindset of like try harder get him next time you have the mindset of damn i really need to fix it. it it's tough to describe but it's very different from when you're really like a young guy to when you become you know you become the guy i guess so what was that do you guys watch Spy Kids? Yeah. Yeah. Have you? yeah. Was it Spy Kids that had like the guy was in like Spy Kids 3 or something? It was like they were like spent the whole time chasing after like the guy. And he turned out to be like not that great. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? All right. Never mind. Maybe someone will. <laughs> no. Anyway, move on. All right. It was like, never mind. <laughs> and then um, another player struggling, JD Martinez. He went 0 for 4 with four strikeouts yesterday. And one of the strikeouts, he was like, didn't, he was flat footed and just kind of waved at it. And it, it doesn't look like Janie Martinez. He just looks, like I mentioned before, miserable. He looks like he hates being there. The Red Sox took the, the enjoyment JD had in playing baseball out of him. It's just gone. He, like, they're not competitive also... at bats. That's what they are. He gets up yeah. there, watches a pitch, strike one. Take, sw- take some terrible swing at a pitch out of the zone, strike two. And then maybe fouls one off and strikes out. It's the same thing. Like, if you look at this Red Sox lineup right now, if you had to pick one player to get out, I'd probably pick J.D. Martinez, like in a big spot. Because he's just four strikeouts for J.D. Martinez. It's, it's not. It's horrible. It's, it's honestly unacceptable for what he's expected to do, what we pay him to do, and – I'm just, I'm very disappointed. And so he, his contract is, he can opt in one more year, right? Yeah. He has another option at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> I actually think that him doing poorly right now could help our chances of getting him back because maybe teams may be less willing to give him more money in free agency. And he's already like, if he opts in, he's guaranteed what, like 23 million a year. Um, but if why, um, it, it, I don't yeah, know. Well, like, there's two different reasons why he could be bad. One reason could be the whole energy of the Red Sox is just t- terrible, or the thing that it could that it keeps getting attributed to is his um, he can't watch video replay in between at bats and study his at bats. But you're a major league baseball player who has a great ability to hit the baseball. You shouldn't be that bad just because you can't watch video in between at bats. That can't be yeah. that can't be it right there. That, so it definitely if, can't explain all of it for sure. Yeah. So it could go either way in terms of why JD is bad and how that impacts his free agency. Like if, if like based on how this season is going and based on how he looks out there in the field, there's a possibility that he just wants to get out of Boston and go somewhere new with a, a new energy. So that yeah. is a, a definitely a, a possibility or he could be like, I'm really bad right now. I'm not going to get any money in free agency. Let's stay here and figure this out. I don't really know which way it's going to go, but it could not even be in his hands because we could end up trading him at the trade deadline, depending on what the Red Sox decide to do there. Well, the old thing with JD was that I was worried about when I expected him to be one of the best players in the league offensively was um, if they open up the DH to the other league, so if they have a universal DH, he would greatly increase the number of teams that would be interested in him and probably greatly increase the market that's out for him and the money he could get. But now I don't understand how that works. I can't see why he wouldn't opt in after this season if he plays so poorly, you know, because yeah. he doesn't, I, I don't know. I guess a team could think the Red Sox are so bad that the Red Sox made him bad 
you know, so we'll still pay him all this money because we believe he has the potential. But then again, you can also be like, you know, he just sucks. Why would we pay him all this money? So then why wouldn't he opt in again if he's going to get paid? He's going to get his contract. So I don't know. Also, because he's so bad right now, that could hurt his trade value. Yeah. Well, it's also a 60-game season, so the sample size isn't too big. And, like, you know, he, like, through his head, he could be thinking, like, I have the track record of being such a good hitter, and this was only 60 games. So I I have trouble seeing him, like, opting in. I think he would at least test the market just because he is double the market now. So He could always go like, out. He could always opt out, sign a one-year deal, and then try again the next offseason. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, too, we're only 20 games in. So, like, a 20-game slump is a, is a big slump, but it's possible, like, in a regular season. So, in a 182 season, a 20-game slump is, like, possible. It happens to players. Um, if you look around the league, it's like, plenty of players, of great players are having yeah, the same problem. Like Christian plenty of great players are sucking for a while. Right Yeah. So, small sample size, like you said. I'm more concerned about the Red Sox trading him than I am about him opting out, I think, though. Yeah, me too. What Sam Kennedy said happening. the other day is the Red Sox have had trade discussions with other teams. No player untouchable. He also said who they see as part of their future and who they don't. <sighs> there's, there's, I, I truly believe there's only two untouchable players on this whole roster, and it's your shortstop and your third baseman. So, Bogarts yep. and Devers, yeah. I agree. Get, get rid of everyone else. I'm totally 100% for that. Maybe even keep like someone like Chavis if they believe in the potential of him. I, I don't keep Arauz. I like Arauz. He's nice. I think any of our prospects should also be untouchable. If you're trading only what trading, prospects, they, do we have? Well, like Dahlbeck and Casas, yeah. those guys. Um, one player that I think should be untouchable that may be an unpopular opinion is Christian Vasquez. I think oh, I agree. the Sox, they signed him to a great deal, good value. They love him as their catcher. I think they definitely see him as part of their future, like pulling from that quote that he said about the future. I think he's definitely in their, in their future vision of the team. So I think he's another untouchable player. I've seen a lot of people saying trade him. There's teams that want catchers. You can get value. It, no. He's too valuable to trade, in my opinion. And, like, right. he's a homegrown guy. You, I feel like that's someone you have to hold on to. And he's a catcher. It's hard to find a good offensive yeah. and defensive catcher. If I yeah. have to get rid of – or if I have to choose what kind of team I'm prepared to go into next year with, I'm, I'm willing to trade – you know, I'd like to keep uh, Bogarts, Devers, Verdugo, and probably Vasquez, and that's pretty much it. And, you know, you keep – I don't see anyone else – untouchable i don't see anyone else as you know don't send them send them somewhere right um but like if i wanted to build a team i would try and get how many years do we have pilar for is it just, I'm just one year is just free agent is usually the, i would love to hold on to pilar i would He's try and great. grab pilar again just because yeah. when you're building a team and you're hopefully you're gonna have a lot of young guys i would love to just hold on to him but other than that get rid of him and that's that's sad to say because even guys like ben Attendee are on that list and but Get rid of these guys. Give us a new team. Give us something to be excited for. And I think I think that's the direction they're heading heading in. And I think I'm confident going there too. I don't know what to do about JD. I mean, in theory, if you clean house, you can keep him. Hope he opts in, and then he's just a guy that you want in your team. Either way, if if you believe it's just a you know a big slump, or he's just like some of these other star players that are sticking this weird sixty game season. Um but I would, I would be happy getting rid of everyone else. As bad as we are right now, I don't hate the spot that we're in. I think we're in a decent spot for the future. Like, we're not entering a rebuild where we're going to be bad for the next 10 years, I don't think. I feel like, like the Red Sox said, health, trades, and free agency can get the Red Sox back on track even next year. I think that if you trade some guys like we mentioned, like a, a Workman or a JD or, or whatever, and get some younger guys, some, some pitching for once, some bullpen arms and rotation guys who are young with some potential. Do some Heim Bloom style trades where you get some under the radar names who are actually young and not like 29 year old Josh Osich. Um, there, and then you got the draft. So one thing I want to say about the draft though is tanking for the first pick. I don't think it's going to work this year because I don't 
think that the the MLB is going to solely go on this year's records because of what's going on with the Cardinals and the Marlins and these teams that aren't playing as many games. They could do a winning percentage type thing, but as a MLB source said, with the 2020 season reduced to 60 games, a case could be made for aligning the draft order with the combined winning percentages from 2019 and 2020. Perhaps we could see the first MLB draft lottery. So I think there is a lot of risk in aiming for the first pick, but at the same time, like we're not going to win this season. Might as well just go, go as far down as we can. And we weren't great last year. So we'll, we'll still get a pick somewhere in like the top 15, maybe. So if you, if you get some young guys through trades, you get some prospects in the draft and then you get Chris sale and Eduardo Rodriguez back healthy next year, start with a fresh season, get a new manager in who's not Ron Reneke. I think the team's looking pretty good. Yeah. And they're going to have money this off season. If we make it to the deadline, they're going to get under the luxury tax and they can essentially spend at will again, which is big. So uh, the Red Sox are pretty good at that worst to first thing. So you, you, you could possibly see that happening. That's true. Um, they have been. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing maybe, uh, you know, Tre- Trevor Bauer leading our rotation. You know, that'd be kind they of nice. said once they get under the luxury tax, they want to spend again. Trevor Bauer is a perfect option. He's one of the best pitchers in the game right now. And I, I we need someone like that right now. We need a, we had the, the, the three-headed monster at the top of the rotation of three – well, Chris Sale didn't win a Cy Young, but Chris Sale, Rick Porcello, and David Price. And having Chris Sale, Erod, Nathan Avaldi, and uh, Trevor Bauer, that's a great rotation right there. So, and I, I really want to get a, a closer, especially if we trade Workman. we got to get like a lockdown closer. I like – There's not many out there, though. There's not, but I like Ken Giles. I like Liam Hendricks, Blake Trinan, Shane Green. Those are all good options. Maybe sign two of them to have a setup guy. If they're willing to spend money, there are some names out there. There's not, there's not like, there's no top free agents who are like studs that you're going to give giant deals to. But that's not if what you we're wait looking. for. If you wait for 2021, you got Lindor and possibly Arenado. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, we there are options for there Arenado are, though. We'll make a spot what? for Arenado. De- no, Devers, Devers has moved to first base. I think Devers oh, is going to be a first baseman in like actually, or five years. years. Good point. Yeah. That's a great point. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of options and directions to take this team that can result in winning. I just really hope that the Red Sox don't screw it up. Like if they <laughs> – right now I have hope, but if they go to this offseason and miss out on Bauer, Ray, Paxton, Odorizzi, they don't get any – top of the top free agent pitchers then i'm going to be upset then i'm going to be concerned because i can i understand why they're bad this year i don't i think they could have been a lot better i think they could have tried harder but i think they're really set on just resetting the luxury tax and not doing anything crazy this year and really aiming for the future but this offseason is what you use to set up the future like the future can be next year you can win next year and you have money. You, you're going to be under the luxury tax as long as we make it the next two weeks. So I, I really hope they don't screw it up because we can be a winning team again. Yeah, well, yeah, it all I, starts with the deadline because if you can nail the deadline, make some nice trades, um, you know, that, that would really lay the foundation for next year's team, especially if, you know, I'm not saying like, we could pull off one of those Tyler Glasnow trades, but something similar to that That'd be where, nice. we, where we trade our veterans for, you know, some younger guys who are MLB ready. That would be huge. So who do we think is the most likely to get traded out of JD, JBJ, Workman, and uh, let's say other? Workman. Workman for sure out of those, yeah. Any contender needs bullpen help. You can't have enough. I was looking around the league, looking at possible suitors for some of these guys. Um, I found for the workmen, I think the Cubs are a perfect fit. They yes. are 13 and four, great team, going great. Their main weakness is the bullpen. They tried to have Craig Kimbrell as their closer, and he's just been terrible. Um, yeah. They have, who was it? I forget who, but they have some starter they put into the, the closer spot. But I think Brandon Workman would fit 
great with the Cubs. So that's a possibility right there. Um, and then for JD, Reds maybe. They could use a DH. They're, they're kind of on the fence in terms of contending. I think he could push them over the edge potentially. And um, I like them because I, I pegged a few different guys we could get for them, like 22-year-old left-hander Nick Lodolo. I think he's pretty good. Lodolo's a beast. Yeah, maybe um, Lucas Sims possibly. But I don't really know how much you can get at the deadline because of how this season is and because of how JD has played. Um, but if we can get any kind of pitchers, I'd be happy. Like maybe do that, um, revive that Padres trade that was talked about in the off season and get Cal Quantrill. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I'm worried about is I'm not confident in the, uh, the murky waters around trading JD just from the other team's perspective. I don't know how confident I am in a team wanting him with this weird slump, especially this weird slump after the whole video scandal. Um, yeah. I, I just, I'm not super confident in the team willing to take that jump at the deadline. Um, I think the most likely option is he has to choose between us, like security and us at the end of the season or go try another team. I, I don't know. I'm just not too confident in the trade value for him. The Red Sox could have had Brizdar Gratterall right now. I, that, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But he wasn't good enough, I guess. Because I think Jeter Downs is like a, He's a good MVP candidate in the future. That's I cool. think he could possibly be another Mookie Betts. Yeah. Maybe not as good, not as much power, but he's he's a similar player. I'll say this. I feel like Jeter Downs' upside is higher than Bruiser Gratterall's upside. But seeing someone like Gratterall pitch right now with how our pitching is, is really annoying. Yeah, because he is he is disgusting. His stuff is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Would be nice. We should have thrown in more and tried to get Dustin May out of that Mookie Betts trade. I was saying throughout the whole time that I want Dustin May. If we can Dustin get one May guy, is... Dustin May. Oh, he throws like a backward slider, like two seamer at ninety nine. His two seam has ridiculous cut. Or yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. Oh, it's like a lefty cutter. That's how it, it moves. Yeah, it's like Cristal's slider from the right side, <laughs> going ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> into your hands, like yeah. Meanwhile, for the Red Sox, here's uh, the tweet from Garen Austin yesterday that uh, from Ron Renneke. Friday, bullpen. Saturday, Evaldi. Sunday, they don't know. They know, but can't pronounce or can't announce. That's ugly. Monday, Perez. So when you look on uh, MLB.com for our pitching probables, you got TBD, Evaldi, TBD, TBD. Because I don't think Perez is even locked in for that start. So. Uh, you have a Valdi, and then you don't even know who's starting for you. Like you have Godley, but nope. he hasn't been great. Weber, oh. Oh. Kyle Hart, is he <laughs> going to pitch again? Who do we think the mystery starter is on Sunday? I was posting about this the other day. Yeah, I actually don't know. Like I can't. I don't know. Like they said, your mystery. cousin from Boston. That's who I hope it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could throw a little bit. They know but can't announce. It's Maybe fun. they're trading for someone. And they already have him say <laughs> <a pitch. laughs> Yeah. Oh, you Maybe. know what? I know who it is. Chris Sale throwing right-handed. I wouldn't hate that. I feel like that would probably be a step up. That'd be cool. Dustin Madroy on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> they have to put an L screen there, and he sits on a bucket and throws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really disappointed in this team, man. I can't even wrap my head around it. I can deal I, with suck. I just can't deal with lack of effort. And I feel like everyone on this team is checked out. And I'm, I'm really upset. <laughs> I fully agree. I, can, I, can, I literally I can I can deal, deal with, with suck. Losing. I'm a Cowboys fan. I've dealt with suck my whole yeah. life. <laughs> I just I can't deal with the lack of effort. It's Yeah, like watching them play. Like if you're losing, that's one thing. But they're beating themselves in a way. Like the amount of mental mistakes that they make. Ryan Brazier with that Bach, Andrew Benatendi running the bases like at any point. Um, they get caught stealing. They're second in the league and caught stealing. They're, I think, let's see, second most errors in the league. 
So on all sides of the ball, they're making mental mistakes, and that's hard to watch. When you're not playing, you can lose, but still play good baseball. But they're not. They're not doing that. They're. It's third most caught stealing, second most errors in the league, second most runs and home runs given up, most hits in the MLB given up, 202. With the next closest is 189. No part of them is fun. I, I'm just. I keep thinking back to it's probably just lack of leadership. Honestly, I it is. and I don't know Mookie Betts personally, but he seems like the guy that is the X factor for the leadership because I don't think you're getting leadership from your manager at all. I don't know where it's supposed to come from. And I expected to Bogart to step into that job. And obviously I don't know. I'm not in the clubhouse. Maybe he's doing his best, but something's got to give something's I think wrong here. It's not right. Bogart's the thing is they don't have the clubhouse to kind of bond true i don't think they can even have a team meeting unless it's on no they i mean basically no like you're you're not seeing your teammates in person anymore the only time you see them is in the dugout and it's just a lot different because like you would normally like bond on the road in the clubhouse or something but that's just completely different this year like you can't like give your teammate a high five anymore basically so i feel like it, it it's hard to it's hard to find leadership, especially like right now. You know why JD is bad? Because he doesn't have Brock Holt to hug after every single home run. Yep, that's that's got to be it. He has no motivation to hit home runs. Right. That, yeah. Like you get back to the yeah. dugout and you can't even high five your teammates, let alone have a hug with from Brock Holt. You'd have to go to Milwaukee to do that. Like, what the heck? The thing is, I know, I know <laughs> that a home sound... run gets in a plane, just know. goes to Milwaukee. He texts Brock Holt after the game. I'll be there in like four hours. Be ready. <laughs> Brock Holt was funny on social media too with the trash can thing. I don't know. They, these guys are just disappointing me. I think even just having Brock Holt would make this season a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Or having like Don Orsillo. See, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just bad in every possible way. I know I sound like a just, just like a broken record and I'm depressed, but I really am depressed. I don't find the motivation to watch these guys. I do it because out of not out of passion. I do it because, you know, I just it's what I've done for so long. And this year's not giving me the passion and I'm just disappointed in the effort. And as a fan, it's really tough. And I know I sound depressed and not excited or anything. It's just really hard to, you know, with what's going on in the whole world. You're supposed to have an escape, and I get to watch an exhausted, not motivated team with a manager who just kind of is there as like a puppet, not substitute really giving teacher. me anything. I, exactly, substitute teacher, and it's just like I, at least we're not going to strip clubs, you know? At, yeah, at least, at least we're, we're not, not like the the Cardinals. That. Yeah, yeah, but. I don't know. I just, I'm just depressed. And it's, this is the most depressed I've been about a sports. Yeah, honestly, this is the most actually depressed I've been at a sports team in a really long time. Because even when I deal with sucky teams, at least there's something interesting. Yeah, that's exactly right. And like when I'm doing this, this Red Sox dugout, making these lineup posts, like here's a bunch of garbage. Have fun. (laughs) Yeah. We're really excited to watch this one. Woohoo. Yeah. And then I, was, I don't know I was if I said about the, the Nesson promos. Red Sox, Yankees. The Red Sox aim for their seventh win of the season. An epic battle that you won't want to miss. Garrett Cole and Colton Brewer. Yeah. Tune into Nesson. Coverage starts at seven. I um yeah. Woo! I would also yes. I would also keep Verdugo. I don't know if I mentioned that. You did but say I like that, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, we Verdugo's can't really great. trade him again. I love Verdugo. He has the only energy on the team. He he hustles all the time. I I respect it. Yeah. I don't know if I, I really it. like him. I don't know if I really like his like uh, the I don't know what how to describe it. I don't know if I like the vibe he gives off as a player all that much. Um, he People say like, he's very cocky, but I like it. He's fun. Yeah. He he seems like a guy that fits in Boston really well. I think he um, just loves playing the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he reminds me of a lot of people I had I had I disliked throughout my my youth sports career that is the kind of guy you would hate when you're like playing like travel baseball or whatever but that's okay he's a professional ball player and i sit on my butt you do whatever he wants yeah so yeah you know i i'm glad he's on the team yeah i'm excited Um, for the deadline 
And if we mess that yeah. up again, you're going to need the sensor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird position that we're in because last season we got mad that we didn't acquire anyone. And this year we're going to get mad if we don't sell anyone. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. How the turntables. We still got 40 games left, and it's going to be a long 40 games. I don't. This has been the longest 20-game stretch ever. It has. It feels like way more. Like people say, this 60-game season is going to fly by. It's no, nope, nope. This is going to feel like a full 162. Yeah. And I'm, I am so happy it's not a full 162. We picked the right year to suck. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, when they put in, like, the drone delay the other day was the most exciting point of the Red Sox season. Is that going to become a trend? Because I feel like one person did it, and then the, the Red Sox one was just, like, another guy being like, aha, I messed something up. It's like running onto the field. Where does it come from? Like, does some fan just pop it up in the air and say, I'm going to catch yeah. the game? Yep. No, he just I did last actually, year. I did say that we should do that before the season started. <laughs> I love how, like, you see the drone in the air, then everybody just stops. Clear the field. This thing is a giant threat to everything we're doing. Yeah, yeah that was, was so weird. The that. ump is like, everyone off the field. Every- <laughs> Evacuate the stadium. I was confused about that. Like, what's and then, the... Then they were just standing there staring at it. Like, what are you going to do? Just wait till it goes away? They just, <laughs> just stood there. It, like, what is this down. thing? I don't know. Eck was like, what who are you going to call? You throw balls on the roof. Yeah, yeah, you just get chuck J-J balls at it. Just toss a ball at it. Whichever team hits it get a, gets a bonus run at the beginning yeah. of the game. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, if the Red Sox hit it, they need like six. Yeah, yeah, true. At least we got the Bruins playing. Bruins! Right now. Go. <laughs> I, I, yesterday, I was really, really mad. So I've been a little disappointed. I've, liked Tuka Rask because I think he's a stud. I think he's a very good player and he's a Hall of I, I, do, I didn't get the hate and maybe it's because I'm young because a couple of years ago that was kind of before my fandom when he had when really a lot of Boston fans really started hating him but his answers yesterday to some of those questions in the media were pathetic like actually pathetic for a professional sports player. Yeah man I just you know I'm not worried about the result too much I'm just trying to have fun like it blows my mind. And mind you, this this was an issue in the gosh darn placement games. This was an issue where he was just like, oh, well, they're not, they don't really matter that much. And we're sitting here disgusted at the, the performance that the Bruins are doing. And he's just making excuses as they're, it doesn't feel like playing hockey. It's pathetic. I was infuriated. I was arguing with people on the internet, which I told myself I would stop doing. But <laughs> I, I couldn't help it because I was mad. I was so mad. And for... And also, mind you, this is a huge issue with Boston sports. You can't criticize your team. Let's be clear. Criticizing your team is, is okay. It's good. It's healthy for fans to do, to criticize their team when it's warranted. We don't have to sit here and suck up to everything they do. Yeah, man, stop just criticizing all the time. Be a fan. No. What's right is right. When Tuka Rask goes out there and says he's not trying as hard as because he, he doesn't feel like playoff hockey, you tell him. That's pathetic. Shut up and play better. Because he hasn't been playing lights out like he should have been. I'm just yeah, and I'm too sad to get that angry about it because I feel like the Bruins still have a shot, but I'm just depressed. And I was really depressed yesterday, and today he decided he was gonna opt out, and it just really I, I empathize with people when they opt out. I guess you I you want to be with your family, but to make me so infuriated with his answers to questions and then to immediately flip to you know what? And I'm gone. It really disappointed me. And it made me, it made me lose all faith in the guy. And I'm just, I'm angry. And yeah, there's some news about that. Um, he didn't tell Bruce Cassidy. Really? He didn't. Yeah. yeah. Intelligent. He told, he told Sweeney. He didn't tell his coach. That is, uh, I miss the days of Tim Thomas. Oh, Poster knocks out again. What is going on with him? It's an ab injury. It's, Somebody told me ab, but Kasha played well. So I like Kasha. Oh, Studnik was playing today though. What? He's, He's supposed me. to be good. He's he was I think first round draft pick. Yeah. For me, I have no problem with players opting out. Like I completely get it. You don't want to take the risk, you want to be with your family, whatever. 
But the thing that bothers me is like it came after those comments. I think if he didn't yeah. make those comments the day before, then opt out, it would be completely fine. But no, and I'm not. I'm not even really angry at the opting out. Like I am. I'm. But yeah, exactly what you said. It be, uh, those comments made me so mad. And yeah. that was in general. And just to, it, the opting out's really the cherry on top. But the entire whole ice cream sundae of hatred was those comments that he made. That's not how you carry a team. And you're supposed to be a leader. That's not how you do it. And mind you, I'm not the I'm not the the leadership guru, but anyone knows that you don't go out and say that to the media. And you know, watching the the news people asked the other guys. They asked Chara. They asked Bergeron about this. And Chara was like, "Yeah, well, we I don't think he meant anything bad by it." But you could tell in his voice he was a little disappointed too. So it's tough when you're two just, games into a playoff series too. A playoff series that you haven't been lights out in. And yeah. Don't worry. It's really disappointing. But Jaro Halak. He's a, he's a good player. He has I like, I like he made Halak. a run. He's, he's an he above average a backup. Years ago. He made a couple, good. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. No, he's a very good backup. But he's a backup. He but he's a very good one. Yeah. So I guess we do our best. And hopefully the team rallies around it. We have veteran leadership. Um, just on a wide scale of the Bruins, we do not have the greatest prospects. We do not have the greatest future next year. We're going to lose Tory Krug most likely yeah. because of the way the money works with coronavirus and everything like that. It's, this was a win now. Win now. You are a game off last year. You were a game off. Got and robbed just, last year it's too. It's really, really disappointing how the team did not go all in like they should have. And I'm not fully I mean, giving up. You never know. If the Bruins win the cup this year, Tuka Rask can never show his face in Boston. Ever. Tuka Rask shouldn't show his face in Boston anyway. I'm really disappointed in that guy right now. Um, I love Tuka, but I am very disappointed in him. I miss I miss Tim Thomas. Well, Tim Thomas was weird too. Didn't he like go live in like Alaska or something? What did he do after he retired? Um he yeah, he kind of went to the middle of nowhere. But you know what? It's Jaro time, baby. Yeah. I think today is going to be a big game. Woo! Series tied. You just lost Tuka. I think today is going to be a big game. We're starting right it's now. It's currently happening. The game is yep. currently happening while we're talking about this. So by the time you're listening to this, the game is probably over. So, um, yay. Bruins won. Yeah, it's, it's literally about to start. Oh, man. Get them next time. <laughs> um, make sure that when you're editing, you'll, uh, you'll put the correct one in there. Yeah, I'll put both. You can both. All right, here we go. Ready? Um, congrats, Bruins! Great win. I was yeah. disappointed in, in Rask, but Halak played great. Great goal by Krejci, and a wonderful assist by Bergeron for the overtime game winner. Um, thank you. Good job, guys. Way to go. Good. Yes, Bruins. All right, next one. <laughs> ah. Why we oh, lose? Come on. Oh, we come need on. pasta. We need Tuka. Come on. Win. Gosh. Hello. Ah. Why did you run to why did you run to center ice and try to take a slap shot? You left the goal wide open. What the heck? I was told you're supposed to be good. <laughs> Eight goals, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh my, uh, we're uh, uh, we're twelve seconds got... into the game. And yep. we got a penalty. <laughs> nice. What the hell happened? I didn't see. What happened? Um, I don't know. Oh, tripping. 12 seconds into the game. This if you great. want more nice of my, job, my great hockey analysis, I got Bruins dugout going now on Instagram. So Wonderful hockey analysis. Yep. Bruins penalty box. That should be what it's called. <laughs> yeah. um, one more thing I want to say to wrap this up. Um, I Whenever we lose to the Yankees, my comment section just blows up with Yankees fans. I don't know where they come from. They just crawl right. out of their sewer drains. We're in, we're in their heads. Drive my post engagement up. I'll take it. Like the, no, it's okay. They 137 comments I, I, on my last post. I'll take it. They're I can't blame them. I do the same thing. It's all right. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the words that they say, like they don't say anything intelligent. <laughs> oh, you're I mean, bad. They come in you're with, bad. Duh. Yeah, I know. Duh. Like 27 weeks! Wow, you guys suck! Like, we know we suck. Like, yeah, we know we suck. Team. We just recorded a whole episode saying we're terrible. Like, and the Yankees have for quite a few years. They had, being sucky they had too. their ace, Garrett Cole, one of the best pitchers in the game, going up against Colton Brewer. 
Like, what did you expect to happen? <laughs> like, of course we lost. And then they're like freaking out. Like, what have you done? And they're like, no, but I thought we, I thought you didn't want us to bring up the past. Why are you talking about 2018? <sighs> yeah. Hate Yankees fans. Yeah. Well, you know what? Most of them haven't, were like three years old the last time they won the World Series. Yeah. They're all like 12 year olds, like in between yeah. like Fortnite rounds being like, oh, Yankees. Yeah. Hey, we're the best. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that should do um, it for this episode, then. I'm depressed. Yep. Go Bruins. I'm also angry. Go but, Celtics. Uh, That's what it's like being a fan. I have faith in my team. I love these these teams anyway. So I It's actually a really Sox. good thing the Red Sox aren't the only team playing right now. Yeah, it if it was just the Red Sox. Oh, boy. I would... I would... Uh, I don't know what I would do. I'm starting to get into the Padres. I like I the like Padres. Them. Except for Machado. But I like them. Yeah. We have a bunch of bad Red Sox games up ahead, so buckle up. Um, we're going straight down into the tank. Let's get Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter. I like Jack Leiter. Kumar Rocker. Fits Boston He's perfectly. Got the Boston name. Yeah. You, can hear your cousin from, you can hear your cousin from Boston saying the name already. By the way, I reached out to your cousin from Boston. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. We'll see how that goes. Awesome. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, Buckle up. It's a long road ahead. We got two-thirds of the season left to go. Anyone wants to talk Red Sox, DM me on TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. Can I I plug myself again? Go ahead. Hit me up. I got 900 and something views on one of my videos from graduating on TikTok. Yeah, I love it. It's so great. I don't think I follow you. I'm gonna have to do that. I hope. Yes, please do. I, I hope need the engagement for my, my fragile ego. You. It's great content. I have someone from the podcast follow me. It was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got Bruins to watch, bro. All right. I yeah, let's go Bruins. All... We got Avaldi and Paxton tonight. We might win uh, that, but probably yeah. not. That actually might be a watchable game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And the other two won't be. What? Take what we can get. Yeah. Good job, Jaro. Good save. Woo! Next week. Really close.